further. So uh, a lot of stuff going on here this morning. Let's go from the book of Daniel this morning first. Extreme events from the book of Daniel. Roger's going to push me, and we're going to use this big screen to help us. Amen? Here we go. Look at that. That's that little pawn. But when he looks in the mirror, he sees a what? King. Now, that's a good thing sometimes, but sometimes that ain't a good thing. Amen? I mean, you ought to, you ought to, you ought to you just keep it real. Amen? Say when you look in the mirror, it's you. Okay. The message title this morning is Extreme What? How do I deal with an extreme ego? What's the Bible say when I'm full of myself? Amen. Uh-oh, you want to leave now, don't you? You thought it was going to be all nice. Okay. Well, we've got the Bible to help us. How do we deal with an extreme ego? And let's go look at it now see what we can find from the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar was the king. He had conquered. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Babylon ruled the world, Pertnir. Babylon is uh, modern-day Iraq, okay? But Pertnir ruled the world, and they had gone to Jerusalem and captured Jerusalem and brought back the choice servants. Remember, we looked at that on two weeks ago. That was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They got their na- those three got their names changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember? And Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar. Okay, because you're now in that kingdom. You ain't who you was. You in my kingdom. And they, he was there training them uh, for his use and for his service in an ungodly kingdom. And they fared pretty well. They've taken a stand for the Lord. And uh, now that the Bible just keeps moving, we are in Daniel chapter 4. So Nebuchadnezzar the king, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. But the king didn't always feel this way. The king had an encounter with God. Okay? And he was a man who was an ungodly man. He was full of himself, and he had something happen. Let's look at it. And Daniel is uh, writing this for us. We're seeing these incredible things from the Bible. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. And we're going to move our story forward. So we see the king's story, number one. Are you all alive so far, yes or no? Don't get settled in and sleep on me, okay? I don't like that. Here we go. The king's story. Here it is. We see his personal testimony. I, Nebuchadnezzar, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house, and I was flourishing in my palace. So he was at rest and doing what? It's his story. It's his testimony. That's what he says. That's what he was doing. I had a dream. Say that with me. I had a So he had a dream. I had a dream, he says. I saw a dream which made me afraid. And the thoughts upon my bed and the visions in my head, they troubled me. So this is a, I mean, what is this dream about? Okay. Therefore made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the what? The dream. That's what kings did. So he brings in all these, you can be soothsayers and astrologers and counselors. So he brings them in. Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers. And I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the what? They couldn't do it. 
Couldn't make all the interpretations. Stay with me as we're reading the story. But at the last, Daniel came in. Daniel came in. Before me, whose name was what? Belteshazzar. Changed his name to Belteshazzar. According to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him, I told him the dream. I told Daniel the dream. Nobody else could answer the dream. And I told Daniel my dream. Old Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you. This is Nebuchadnezzar's personal testimony. And no secret troubles thee. Tell me the visions of my dream that I've seen. And tell me the interpretation of my dream. Thus were the visions of my head in my bed. I saw and behold a tree, a tree in the midst of the earth. And the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong. The height thereof reached unto heaven. The sight thereof to the ends of the earth. Big tree. The leaves thereof were fair. The fruit thereof much. And it it was meat for all. And the beast of the field had shadow under the tree. And the fowls of heaven dwelt in the boughs of the tree, and all flesh was fed of this big tree. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. This is his dream. He cried aloud and said thus, cut down the tree. Say that with me. Cut down the tree. I mean, this is a nice dream. It's all going good. This big old tree, everything looking good. I mean, birds are in it. People are getting fed from it. Everybody's getting shade into the tree. And all of a sudden, a watcher comes down and says, what? Cut down the tree. You ever have dreams like that? It's going pretty good. And all of a sudden, something happens to you in your dream. Amen. Come on. Cut off the branches. Shake off his leaves. Scatter the fruit. Let the beast get out from under it. And the fowls from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the what? The stump. Of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beast in the grass of the earth. Wow, what is all that talking about? Let his heart be changed from a man's and let a what? A beast heart be given unto him. And let seven times or seven years pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand of the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know. Say that last part with me. That the most high rules in the kingdom of men. And he gives it to whomsoever he will. And he sets it, setteth up over it the basest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now... O Belteshazzar, Daniel, declare the interpretation thereof. What does it mean? For as much as all the wise men of my kingdom, I brought them in here, and they can't make known unto me what this is saying. But you're able. You're able because the Spirit of the holy gods is in you. Are y'all cool so far? Say. Y'all all right? Say. Extreme ego. Let's talk about it. So. So Daniel hears the dream of the king, most powerful man on the planet, all right? And Daniel is in what? Daniel's shocked. You ever had to do something and you didn't want to do it? Say, you ever had to tell somebody something and you really didn't want to be the one to tell them the news? Say, all right? I mean, why me? Why have I got to go do that? 
So Daniel is in shock. He's heard this. He's in shock that he's having to stand here before this king because he's got something he's got to tell him. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, he was astonished for one hour. All right? Can you imagine that? The king's trying to get you to tell him a dream, and you just stand in there like... His thoughts troubled him. The king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream of the interpretation of the dream trouble you. Okay. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to your enemies. Not necessarily a good dream. The tree that you saw, which grew and was strong, that tree you saw in your dream, whose height reached unto the heavens, whose sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair and the fruit was much, it was meat for all, and underneath the beast of the fields would dwell, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven had their habitation. This is you. This is you, O king. That's the interpretation. This is you. You have grown. Your kingdom has grown. And you've become strong. And your greatness has grown. And it reaches unto heaven. And your dominion to the ends of the earth. Are we cool so far? Did we get that interpretation? Not that hard. So this is you, O king. This is you this dream is talking about. You're that tree. Well, that was the good news. That was the good part of the dream. Amen? And whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one that came down from heaven, that part of your dream, king. And the watcher said, cut down the tree, destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let its portion be with the beast of the field, till seven times or seven years pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. And this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon you, my king. That they shall drive thee from men, your dwelling is going to be with the beast of the field. They're going to make you eat grass like an ox. And you're going to be wet outside with the dew that's going to fall from the sky. And seven years are going to pass in your life. Say that last part with me. Till thou know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. And He gives it. To whomsoever he will. How many are understanding a little bit? You getting a little bit here? We're not quite there. We're getting there. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree root. You ever cut a tree down, you left the stump? Okay, and you leave the stump, and sometimes it'll come back again, won't it? And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Amen? So, can you imagine? So anyway, 
So Daniel's in shock. He's not thrilled about having to tell this dream. The first part of the dream's pretty good. Second part, not so good. You're going to know that the God of heaven rules. So we're talking about extreme ego. Can you feel a little bit, even though we're, we're still we're about halfway there, but not quite, all right? We're trying to learn this morning. Are you feeling a little bit of this dream come to pass? I mean, you're understanding a little bit that this is about a king that had a very big ego? Say, you're learning that a little bit so far? Can you see how that would happen? I mean, if you're the king, and man, your kingdom's gone crazy, and, and it's incredible, and it's gone from, from the ends of the earth, and you're powerful, it's almost natural, isn't it, to just be full of yourself. Is that true, yes or no? Sure it is, all right? So, Daniel gives him some sure counsel. So he tells the dream. We saw the dream. Daniel interprets the dream. And now he gives the king some counsel. Here's the king's counsel. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Now, honestly, back in the day, I didn't live there. But according to historians and people of past uh, civilizations, if you went before the king and said something the king didn't like, off with your what? That's what they do. I don't like your interpretation. Kill him. So, I mean, this is a tough spot Daniel was in. But, but he's listening to him. And he had, earned, he had earned the respect of the king through prior, prior stands for the Lord and doing the right thing. And so God had him in the right spot. And so he gives him some counsel. Daniel now counsels the king. He says, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Say that part with me. Break off. Thy sins by what? By righteousness. And thine iniquities, break off your iniquity by doing what? Showing mercy to the poor. If it may be a what? Lengthening of your days or of your tranquility. Okay? So, he gives him some counsel. What's that plain English? This is counsel for us now. So hang in here. We're not just talking about the king now. It's coming back to us now in Inglewood. Here we go. Daniel's sure counsel to somebody who is powerful, somebody who has a good chance of being full of themselves. What's Daniel's sure counsel? Number one, to do what? Humble yourself. Number two, so acknowledge your sin and do right. Humble yourself. Acknowledge your sin and do right. Show mercy to other people. Amen? Humble yourself, acknowledge your own sin, and start showing mercy to others. And know this is the only thing that's going to bring you real what? You're not getting peace by getting this kingdom and getting that kingdom and getting this land and getting that land and getting the spoils here and the spoils there. That's not going to bring you peace. Okay? So that was Daniel, Daniel's counsel. Now let's keep going. The king's selfish pride. Just studying the Bible this morning. Amen? The king's selfish pride. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. I believe the Bible. Would you say that with me? I believe the Bible. You'd be wise to humble yourself and believe the Bible. Things that we think aren't going to come to pass, they're going to come to pass. Most of your Bibles already come to pass. The prophecies you read have already been fulfilled. Many of them, most of them. Every one of them will come to pass. What God's Word says is true. If God's Word says something about me, you can take it to the bank that it's the truth in your life. Amen? So, all this came upon the king. At the end of what? Twelve months, one year. Can you imagine that? You can be sitting fat and happy. And mess can come into your life. 
everything you think you have, you can lose it all. You hearing me say, we put our confidence in ourselves, we put our confidence in our stocks, we put our confidence in our skills, whatever. I'm telling you, you can lose it in a heartbeat. You put your confidence and your happiness and your hopes in your family. I tell people marriage is 100-100. It ain't 50-50. It's 100-100. What do I mean by that? Somebody can take their 100 at any moment and walk with it. and you, You're left with your 100, but 100 divided by 2 is 50, and that's a failure. Amen? Marriage is 100-100. Families can fall apart, can break apart. The things we put our confidence in, we need to be careful that our confidence is in the Lord. Amen. Y'all listening to me? My tr- trust in the who? Lord with all your what? Heart. Lean not under your own what? Understanding in all your ways acknowledge who? Him and he shall direct your what? Paths. Our confidence in the Lord. Because in just 12 short months, and, and you and I don't have a big giant kingdom like Nebuchadnezzar had, okay? I mean, he, this man had resources. He had armies. He had, re- he had all this stuff. And in 12 months... 12 months. So when God speaks, it's going to happen. Amen? Y'all listening or not? All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. He's walking in his palace. Okay? I live in Old Inglewood. I don't have no big palace like this. Amen? But I like what I got. And whatever you have, you give praise for what you got. Y'all listening or not this morning, say So he's walking in his palace, and the king spoke and said, Is not this great Babylon that what? I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of what? My power. Am I getting on your nerves? I hope so. And for the honor of my majesty. Leave that screen right there. Look at that. I have built my power, my majesty. I've said it a long time around here. I could preach out in the yard. Okay? I'm a country boy. Okay? As much as I love this place, I just want to put you on notice. As much as I love Fellowship Church in this building, I don't need it. Y'all listen to me? Yes or no? Okay? This is a commitment. This is a commitment to do this and to build this. This certainly isn't anything that, ooh, ooh, I'm full of myself. Amen? I'm not full of myself about this place. Amen? Well, why do you want the terrace? Because I like to finish things. Amen? And I have a vision. What do you mean you got a vision? I have a vision. You might not see it. I hope you see it. Maybe in a year, two, five years. We're slammed. We're slammed inside this room. Amen? Are you hearing me say? I mean, the cars are coming and it's full, full, full. That's what I see. Y'all listen to me. And if you don't see that, don't come talk to me. Did you hear me say? I'll screw with my vision. Amen? Come on. That's what I see. Why? So we can have a big old building. That's the dumbest thing on the planet. Okay? No. But we can reach people. And I just say that. I wasn't planning on saying that. But I just want to throw that out there. Amen? Come on. Come on. So here's this guy with this gigantic kingdom. I have built it, he says. My power. And who gets the honor? And the glory, what did he say? I do. What have we been saying at Fellowship Church for years? God gets all the what? All the credit. Amen? Yes or no? Yes or no? Say. So, there he was, 12 months. 
Boy, his heart really showed, didn't he? God's sovereign power. While the word was yet in his mouth, I, my, my, while the word is yet in his mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to, the, to you it is spoken. Say that last part with me. The kingdom is departed from. It reminds me of the, the word Ichabod. How many knows what that word Ichabod means in the Bible? The glory of the Lord has what? Departed. The glory of the Lord has departed. The kingdom is departed from you, O king. We're talking about extreme ego today. Guys, you know more than anybody, I, I, probably now you know me, you're getting to know me pretty well. I want you to know that you matter, right? Say, I matter. Say, I have value. It's important that you know that. But you're not all important. And I'm not all important. See, I matter and I have value, but guess who else matters and who has value? You matter and you have value. You understand? If it ever gets to the place where it's just about you and just what you think and about how, what you, you know what I'm saying? Got a problem. And that was the king. And just like that, boom, the glory of the kingdom had departed. And they shall drive you from men. They're coming, king. You fixing to get driven out of Dodge, Jack. And they're going to drive you from men. Your dwelling's going to be with the beast of the field. They shall make you to eat grass like an ox. And seven times or seven years will pass over you until you know, say it with me, the what? Most high rules in the kingdom of men. He gives it to whosoever what? He wills. And the same hour. Boy, if anything, this story right here is really, it really should impact us. That, boy, we need to live for Jesus Christ today. Amen? Say, Lord, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. What does the song say? Every hour I need thee. Listen. Check yourself often. Talk about extreme ego. Check yourself often that you're giving him the credit, that you're giving him the glory. Give us this day our, our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, our debts. Daily. Amen? Remind yourself of that. This same hour was the thing fulfilled upon King Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men, eating grass as an ox. His body was wet with the dew of heaven. You outside now, ain't you? Say, you were four flourishing in your palace. Now you outside getting all wet. And something weird happened till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers. That's some long hair. That's some nasty hair right there. I'm just saying to you. All right? Now, I'd love to have long hair. Honestly, I would. Okay? But I'm telling you something. If it's going to be all, I'll be, I'll be fine. His nails like what? Now, I don't mean to be ugly, but I've seen people with some long nails before. As a man, if they like this long and all curly under, it's not attractive to me. I'm just saying. 
with your flip-flops on. You got your little flip-flops on at the beach. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm just being a man. But if they long and when you walk in your flip-flops, they're getting into the sand. I'm just saying. So here he is. Not very attractive, is he? He doesn't look all that anymore, does he? Say. Say. We're talking about extreme ego today. Are y'all getting any of the message at all this morning or not? From the Bible. Extreme ego. Well, there's good news. The king's surrender. The king's surrender. Every knee shall bow. You mean even king's knees are going to bow before Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Every tongue shall confess that he's what? Lord to the glory of who? God the Father. Even kings surrender. Say that with me. Even kings surrender. How about you? Have you surrendered to the Lord? And also, are you in that mindset, or maybe I'll help, hopefully this message will help drive you there, that you need to constantly surrender? Hands up. That's what I think about when I raise my hands many times on stage. You see me up here raising hands and stuff like that. I surrender. Amen. Isn't that what they do when they put the gun to you? (laughs) Well, he didn't put his gun to me. He put his son to me. Wasn't a gun that got my hands up. It was his son that got my hands up. Amen. Surrender. Surrender. The king surrender. Let's see what happened. Well, Daniel gave him some advice. He's told him. He gave him some counsel. How many sometimes have had some counsel in your life, but you didn't heed it right away? But later on, you did it, and it was good for you. Well, that's what happened here. He humbled himself. And at the end of the days, seven years, seven years, you can't get toenails like that overnight. I'm just telling you. It's going to take you a while. At the end of the day, seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, did what? Lifted up my eyes. Under what? Under heaven. And I love this line. And my what? Returned. Let's go ahead and just take another test with the audience. How many would say, boy, I was crazy for a while. Can I see your hand? I was just crazy for a while. And credit to the Lord, you would say, but God helped me, and I got some some understanding back from the Lord. He gave me some understanding. Isn't that a good thing? He's a man just like we are. He screwed up just like we do. He was full of himself just like we are. We can learn today. At the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted up my eyes into heaven. My understanding returned unto me, and I did what? Can we scream that? I what? Now, one more time. I bless the most. I bless the most high. And I what? Praised. And I did what? Honored him that does what? It's the point that a man wants to die. And after this, the what? 
The judgment, the Bible says. This is our time to honor the Lord. It's our time to praise the Lord down here. It's our time to surrender to the Lord down here. Something very important. The king got the message. Now, it took him seven hard years. Whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom, God's kingdom, is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as what? Is this some good stuff today or not? Is this, is this helping us a little bit with our ego? I hope it is. This is what the king says. Even people like me, the king says. I'm basically king of the world. I've conquered everywhere. But me compared to God, I am nothing. Are you hearing the king today? Don't listen to Gary. Listen to the king. Amen? Come on. And he does according to his what? <laughs> Absolutely. In the army of heaven. He taught this king, man, I thought I had a strong army. I thought I was all that, the king said. Let me tell you something. There's one who rules in heaven in his army, and he'll crush everybody and everything. And I bow the knee to him, the king says. And among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his what? None can stop it or say unto him. And we do this with God a lot. Why are you picking on me? Why are you doing what you do? People use this line a lot when it comes to presenting the gospel to people. Many times people will say, well, well, why does God let all the suffering happen in the world? Instead of thanking Him that God gave His only Son so that we could have everlasting life, we indict God. Y'all listen to me or not? We point the finger. You'll have plenty of time one day for God to explain to you the wickedness of man once you get up yonder. Amen? And all this blaming Him for crime and blaming Him for this and blaming Him for that. That's a bunch of bull. Amen? God's a good God. Say that with me. God is a... And God's a righteous God and God's a holy God. And this blame crap ain't going to fly. Excuse me. It's not. If it didn't work for the king, you think it's going to work for you? Say, it's not going to work. So what happened? He came to his understanding because he lifted his eyes toward heaven. And he started honoring the Lord. And he praised the Lord. He humbled himself. And so he received the blessing of God. At the same time, that's what I like. Now, at the same time when he was a fool, it all got taken away. But at the same time that he humbled himself and surrendered. I like it. Look, at the same time, my what? Understanding and reason is a little bit different if you look it up in your... And just look up in the Webster's Dictionary. You know, understanding is... Uh, being able to process and to think again. And then reason is, is understanding why and understanding how and being able to put it into action and to do it. So here he was with his understanding returned and now his reason returned unto him, he said, and for the glory of my kingdom and my honor, my honor returned to me. And brightness returned into me. You know what that means? His countenance. A brightness came upon the king. 
And my counselors and my Lord sought me. They saw a difference in me. There was a change in me. And I was established in my kingdom. I'm telling you, most people ain't going to listen to some old fellow hanging out in the yard for seven years looking like a crazy person. And I got a feeling he cut his toenails. That's just my opinion. And I was established in my kingdom. An excellent what? Majesty was added unto me. The most successful are going to be humble. To be humble doesn't mean you won't be successful. It means you are going to be successful. To what extent? I have no idea. But God blesses the humble man. God resists the who, the Bible says. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the who? Humble. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what does he say? I will do what? Lift you up. Living color today from the Bible. We see it happen with a king. So he began thinking clearly. My understanding returned. God exalted him. God exalted him. The glory of the kingdom came back to him. Others praised him. Not that he wanted it anymore. I didn't want their praise. But they're doing it. They're doing it. And they're honoring me. His countenance was brighter. You could just see it on him. You ever seen somebody and said, wow, you just look different. What's happened to you? I went through some hard times the last several years. And I was broken and hurt. And I married Kim. And people started telling me, and I don't know this, but people would come up to me and say, you look so happy. I don't know if y'all are just lying, trying to make me feel better or what. But people have said that to me, you look happy. I've had people say, you're different. You're different. After the hurt and the pain and the struggle, you're just different. I don't receive that as a bad thing. I receive that as a good thing. Amen? And that's a small little thing that I'm saying, but this guy was different. He was different. His brightness returned. And God gave him what? Influence. God gave him influence. Because he humbled himself. I mean, even, even the wisest were seeking out him and saying, King, what do you think? What do you think about this? You're wise. God rewarded him. Excellent majesty was returned unto me, he says. This is the king giving his testimony to you today. He's saying, listen to me. I had everything, more than you'll ever have. And I lost everything. And it was my fault. I was an idiot. In living color. I mean, you'd never seen as bad toenails and fingernails as I had. I was nasty. What a good word today, amen? Come on. God gave him a song. God gave him a song. Listen. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, this is, a, this is the king singing. I praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are truth. His ways are judgment. And those that walk in pride, he will 
a bass. And this became the king's song. Oh, he was known for this throughout the land. Amen? Did you hear the word today? Say, you listening this morning? We're almost done. God is all-powerful. That's what we've learned today. We're talking about extreme ego, how to deal with a big old ego and pride. God's promises are what? True. See, because when you get a big ego sometimes, you think you're above the Word. You think you're above the Word of God. You think you're above the judgment of God. You ain't. God's promises are true for you too. Amen. Say, God's ways are what? Just. We're full of ourselves. You're going to be judged for it. You might be skating by. You might get by this life, think you've done fine. You ain't done fine. God's ways are just. God will do what? He will humble the proud. He will humble the proud. My brother Terry said it to me when I was hurting and I was struggling. And I'd been betrayed. But my brother saw a change in me. And he says, humility is a good thing. It doesn't matter how it happens. Did you hear me? Humility is a good thing. It doesn't matter how it happens. Or humility is a good thing. It doesn't matter how you get there. I think that's what he said. Humility is a good thing. It doesn't matter how you get there. That's what he said. Humility is a good thing. It doesn't matter how you get there. The key is getting there. Y'all listening to that or not? Yes or no? Humility is a good thing. doesn't matter how you get there. The key is what? Is getting there. How many would say, Pastor, I've been humbled in my life. Something happened in my life. My call, somebody else, whatever. End of the day, I got there. Can I see your hand? I got there. Well, that's a good thing. Don't let whatever it is that humbles you turn into bitterness. That's the dumbest thing on the planet. That's the devil's lie. If bad things happen, and they do. That's how God can cause all things to work together for good. You mean all this bad can happen? Yeah, and some of it I self-induce or whatever. Listen, bad can happen, but at the end of the day, if you're humble and you're there, don't screw it up by getting mad at God. I can't believe you put me here. The better thing would be to say, lift up your eyes and let your understanding return and get reason again. Amen. And understand some of the whys and all that at the end of the day to know the God of heaven rules. Amen. Hope you got the message today. Humble yourself. Acknowledge your what? And do right. Show mercy to other people. Show mercy to other people. And know this is going to bring you real what? Where'd that, where'd that information, where'd that counsel come from? Daniel. That's what he said to the king, and I'm just repeating it to you today. So humble yourself. Extreme ego. Let's praise the Lord for his word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good word today. Amen. Come on, let's get on our feet this morning. Wow.